Sign up for a free trial of Amazon Prime. Click the free trial banner at coloradosportsguys.com. With Amazon Prime, you get free two-day shipping on millions of items, unlimited streaming of 41,000 movies and TV episodes, and over 350,000 Kindle titles to choose for free. Click the free trial banner at coloradosportsguys.com for Amazon Prime. Thank you. Enjoy the show. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. What's up, everybody out there entangled in the interwebs? You're joining us for the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, as Renee the intern just said. I am Nate Timmons. With me, as always, Ross Hipster Glasses. Martin with the Hipster's Glasses haircut to boot. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, where the West lives. Making his way all the way down here from Thornton, we got Jeff Morton. Yes. Yes. He's going with a yes this week. (laughs) Thornton, where the West spends some time. Where the men grow to eight feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) The men grow to eight feet tall. Thornton, Colorado, where the West resides on occasion but doesn't last too long. Where we only drink at a Dixie The cars are powered by steam. Yes. Yeah, all that good stuff. Plenty to talk about. We're going to get into Ross's headlines, things Jeff believes to be true, and who knows what else we may stumble into. But, Ross, you want to kick off those headlines? It's great. First of all, first of all, first of all, it's so great to have you guys back in the studio. Very true. Yes. Missed you guys last week, although I must say it was one of our finer episodes. And by fine, I mean fine. I I think it was, I mean, we leave for one week and suddenly there's some sort of, I don't know, inappropriate. The studio smells like hot sex. (laughs) There's inappropriate language (laughs) on the podcast. I'm guessing inappropriate behavior in the studio somewhere. We had a very uncomfortable HR meeting prior to the podcast, but I don't know what you guys are talking about. We're actually, uh, Ross is going to be, uh, serving an indefinite suspension ending, uh, now-ish. Yeah. Oh, just stay. You know what? I'm a Denver guy. That's what Denver guys do. That's what they do. They get suspended. <laughs> Indeed. July, yeah. Nice segue. July 23rd, 2013 from the Denver Post. Headline. Rams fans cause jam on Trail Ridge Road. Leave it to those scumbag CSU fans <laughs> to be clogging up the most beautiful road in America. What makes, was the? It makes me sick. Did you read any of this article? <laughs> like what? Actually, that, ask me a serious question, Thomas. <laughs> well, I want to know why the road was clogged. Like, there's no it football. Was, it was it was clogged it was, with Rams fans. Clearly, what were they doing there? <laughs> were they no? Were they looking at Rams? Prob- they were probably just have broken down cars. <laughs> Were they looking you know, at the actual ramps? Old, broken. Oh. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that makes more sense, actually. Ram, yeah, Ram I, fans. Were they, yeah, football fans? I just fans, thought it was CSU people who, wildlife whose cars, lovers? Whose cars, uh, <laughs> broke down over Trail Ridge Road. There's not many buffalo to look at. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so he wants to find them. We killed them, some bitches. No more buffalo. And they kill them, like, every, uh, September, too, right? Oh, 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 Rocky Mountain Showdown. Smack talk. Oh, coming up. Coming up soon. 
July 22nd, 2013, from the Denver Post. I, I forgot to write down the authors of these, uh, but uh, anyway. Headline, Nate Robinson signs two-year deal with Denver Nuggets. Ooh, probably, I'm guessing, by our guy, Benjamin Hockman. Ben Hockman. Yeah, it probably was Ben Benjamin Hockman. Yeah, I love, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't love the signing, but God I think bless it's you, a, Jeff. Yeah, was that a fake sneeze? That was the, uh, Colorado sports <laughs> cat. Got a little hair in me. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the Nate Robinson signing. I think it was good. You know, they got him for two years, two million bucks a year. Like, that's not bad for a guy that can score 15 to 30 points a night on any given night. I think it's great. I know Jeff loves it. The only reason why I know Jeff loves it, because I believe Nate Robinson was born and bred in Seattle. <laughs> So it's nice. Jeff's like, time. To, it's good to bring a hometown guy back to Denver. I yes. think Jeff also might be taller than Nate Robinson. <laughs> this is actually not factual. He is three inches taller than me. Ah. So my uh, my uh, status as both the the gay sports midget <laughs> is still confirmed. Still confirmed. <laughs> Unless Earl Boykins comes back, perhaps. Oh yeah. Well, and he was what five nine. He was and nine. also gay. No, <laughs> no, not no. quite sure. On that. Not, not totally sure. On that. I think Jason Collins only guy thus far. Yes, I, I believe so. There's but, been questions about others. You got to think with this Nate Robinson deal. Like I wrote about it. Nate Robinson, not gay, by the way. <laughs> yes. No. Um, I wrote about it, and people were talking about it on Twitter. Tim Conley had to address it via the radio on, uh, I think, the locker room show. I don't know the press box, the locker room. There's all these. I don't know. Whatever these shows oh, wait, the dugout. Are you, are you talking about that one with <laughs> the, dugout, uh, Mil- the bench? The batter's box. Are you talking about that one Come with Come to you live from the on deck circle. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about that one with Miller the red and zone. <laughs> the, the end zone. zone. The end zone. Coming to you from the goal line. <laughs> Mirror the penalty box. <laughs> from the key. <laughs> from, from the paint. In the paint. <laughs> from the... From the sidelines, <laughs> the hook shot. Come to you from <laughs> the soccer field. They call it a pitch, loser. Ah, whatever. Some bitch. Whatever. It's called a pitch. So anyway, I was thinking like Tim Conley addressed via radio because uh, it was such a popular topic is, okay, so are we finally going to trade Andre Miller now? Is that what you guys are going to do next? And I talked about it. I was like, look, they got Ty Lawson, now Nate Robinson, Andre Miller, perhaps Eric Green waiting in the wings. Like, you can't really carry four point guards. Three, yes. Three veteran point guards and Nate Robinson, Lawson, and Andre Miller, I say no. Hey, you know what? Don't tell Tim Connolly what he can't do because he's going to prove you wrong. You don't. He can do it. I'm, my, my question here, are we going to, are we going to, are the Nuggets, are the Nuggets going to trade Andre Miller? Are they? Are they going to trade him? I, who, who could they possibly like now a, a trade implies that there's some sort of equal you know exchange of, of talent and or worth is Andre Miller like the hottest guy on the trade market right now is yes. that what's going on it's just like gosh everybody's talking about what the nuggets are going to do with Andre Miller he is, maybe they just like remove his name from his locker and then when he shows up he's just like well you know we fixed the glitch <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what i mean he's the hottest 37-year-old, uh, no defense playing, lob pass throwing, uh, trade. With all due respect. There. With all due respect. <laughs> but no, I mean, come on. They, they're not going to trade Andre Miller, right? I mean, who's going to? They have to trade somebody, well, right? Well, they can just not, like, they can just get rid of him, right? Or what? No, point point, of, point of order here. Nate just wants them to trade Andre Miller so he can get Eric Green on the roster. 
Well, and also Nate's excited because he likes everybody named Nate. <laughs> hey, this is the first Nate I can remember, and I don't. Who's the last Nugget named Nate? He's like, I like Nate, Nate. Archibald. He's I don't like, know. I like Nate <laughs> Robinson, and I like uh, Lawrence Timmons. My two favorite guys. Yeah. Um, all the yeah. I was gonna say all the Timmonses in like the pro professional leagues are all African Americans. So I don't know where. Same the, with uh, all the Martins. That's because all the people in all the professional leagues are African Americans. Yeah, you know. For the most part. Yeah. There's no sports playing Martins. Uh, <laughs> not you since would, Craig Morton. Not since Craig Morton. When you actually de- think de- that a degenerate gambling son of a bitch. Yes. Would you, Jeff? Do you think a trade's coming? I mean, come on. I would think they would have to. Yeah, but you know. I guess there's nothing saying that they can't keep Andre Miller on the roster. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be bad insurance, but is is either Nate Robinson who played, you know, 20 minutes a night last year, or Andre Miller who played 20 minutes a night last year? Are they really going to be happy recording DNP CDs and playing 10 minutes a night? If you no. don't trade somebody, you're creating a massive problem. What well, well, is the DNP CD? Did not play coach's decision. Ah, okay. And, I mean, I knew that. I was asking for the benefit of the listener. Yes. But that's the role of the third point guard is to be the insurance in case there's an injury. Nate Robinson had a comeback season last year at the Bulls. I don't see him wanting to sign with Denver unless he's been assured of some playing time, well, especially not on a short contract. The rumor is that uh, um, Brian Shaw promised him a significant role. in uh, At whose expense? Yeah. Did you just give a... But I mean, you have to look at it. At whose expense is he going to play? That's a good question. <laughs> Rumor is that's up in the air. It was just a big blue cup of alcohol, <laughs> of wine. Um, so yeah, I, I, they're going to have to trade him. I, well, someone, you know, who's to say it's Andre? Yeah, I mean, they got to clear out some stuff somewhere. And with Eric Green, like we talked about yesterday, if they sign Mozgov, they're going to be at fifteen players. They're going to have a full roster. Eric Green would be a guy that's going to have to go play overseas or in the D League. He Not could quite sign, sure. If, he could sign with the D League. You know, he'd, they'd still have his rights if he if he signed with the D League. So why why yeah. why is this uh, why is it even being considered that Eric Green will be a contributing member of the the Denver Nuggets this year? Oh, he wouldn't be. He would be a guy that would collect the DMP CDs as the third point guard. I mean, that's what the third point guard does. Julian Stone used to do that. Uh, when Anthony Carter was here after Ty Lawson came aboard, then that became his role. But all, what I'm saying is can't you remove, completely remove Eric Green from even the conversation? Yeah, he is. He's, okay. he's, yeah, he's not in the conversation. Then you're looking at with those three guys, with Miller, Robinson, and Lawson, then, okay, you're going to play more of what George Carl did. You're going to play two point guards. You're going to slide one of those guys to shooting guard. First of all, Andre Miller can't shoot, so that doesn't work, even though George Carl tried that for years. So if we're going to have the George Carl system here, why do we get rid of George Carl? Why not just keep George Carl if you're going to play the same thing that he did? Nobody does George Carl better than George Carl. That sounds like five or six of your next titles for blogs coming up. <laughs> Nobody can do George Carl like George No, 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 Carl. no. Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Can or, do? <laughs> by July 12th. Why do we fire George Carl if we're we using the George Carl system? By August 12th, we <laughs> need to have some answers here. <laughs> July 18th, 2013, by AP basketball writer John Crowell Kaczynski. Crowell Kaczynski. How do I pronounce that? Nate's boy. How do I pronounce that? <laughs> How did he, uh, did he sign it phonetically in the yearbook that you went to high school with him? Yes. On, yes, I am, yeah. Uh, headline. 
NBA approves Hornets name returning to Charlotte. I think that deserves a, 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 an applause. I don't know about you guys. This is like a big, like a big applause. Oh, this feels so good. Feels so good. Everything is right in the world that we have the Charlotte this, Hornets. The Hornets, the, like the worst nickname in all of sports, is not being fought over. It's literally like being handed down. <laughs> Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets, one of the most storied franchises. When did they come into play? 1989? I believe was their first year. Along but with their Miami back. Heat. They're back. Hey, I hope you guys didn't throw out your well, starter jackets from bring 1992. Bring some memories of uh, turquoise buttes are back. So he gives, bring some memories of Glenn Rice, Alonzo Mourning. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Of course, Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy NBA Bogues. Jam is all that reminds me of, really. Later, Rex Chapman. Yeah. Charlotte Hornets. Welcome back, Charlotte Hornets. Bobcats, piss off. <laughs> Pelicans are around now. I mean, that still seems ridiculous for a name, Pelicans. You know, uh, you come full circle on that one. Back to me hating it. Back to you. Well, are you a, still hating it? Are you, are you a, are you a, <laughs> like how people say that? I come full circle on something. I come so full circle. Yeah. I hated it. Then I hated it less. Now I hate it again. It's the worst possible Pelican. Well, I mean, it all boils down to if you're a pelican or a pelican. Oh, oh, go. No, he didn't. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> July 22nd on Denver Stiffs. I'll tell you, or excuse me, I'll let you guess who the author of this is. Please not me. Please not me. <laughs> what does the Nate Robinson signing mean for the Nuggets? <laughs> Question mark. No. What does it mean? One day you'll Question mark. Me. Question mark. One day you'll drive me from these question marks. And then who's going to ask You know, the I do love the question mark blog titles that you put out, Timmons. I love them. But I, what I love even more are the statement titles. Jeff, you are also a uh, perpetrator of this. Is the statement titles just adding a question mark? So it would be like an affirmative statement like Nate Tim, or Nate Robinson is coming to the Denver Nuggets? <laughs> question mark. Maybe. Maybe not. Denver Nuggets what? make a move on Nate Robinson. <laughs> That's for Family Guy. Everything ends in the question. I don't know. I've never watched that show, but that's all. I just wanted to bring that up. Sometimes the best possible titles are questions. Well, I, I, hey, I'm just saying. I will agree. Will Nate Timmons end the next article with a question mark? <laughs> I might do all of my articles with question marks from here out. I think I could do it. Will Nate, will Nate Timmons do a question mark title by July 12th? Maybe. 2014? Jeff, it's July 23rd, man. 2014? Next year. <laughs> of next year? All right, let's quit dicking around, guys. Let's get into some, the heart of the... Sports landscape here, July 23rd, 2013, by Mike Kliss in the Denver Post. Headline, Broncos star Von Miller suspended four games by NFL due to drug policy, period. Non-story. No question mark. Take that to the bank. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's how headlines are done. I would have said. This is, this is the exact 
headline I like to read because I don't have to read the freaking article as opposed to your question bullshit. <laughs> I, like, I would have said, what does Von Miller's absence mean for Broncos? <laughs> question mark. Will, what does it mean was, for Broncos? Was the Broncos star who was suspended Von Miller? <laughs> question mark. And then like if you're going to do the question headlines, just go ahead and put in the first word of your, your, your article, yes or no. Then I can move on. Oh, okay. But I see what you're I'll doing. consider it, but I probably Because I didn't read Mike Kliss's stupid article, but I read all yours. Yeah, you have you, to. You called, have to. It's called a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen season. the movie. So um, Mr. Stallone, baby. Von Miller, you're non-story. You're not going to die. <laughs> Von Miller, non-story. You're right. Next. Yeah. Well, on. you know, the interesting thing about <laughs> this, the interesting about this thing is that likely they found out about his positive test before the Heckert, uh, Tom Heckert's, uh, driving DUI mm-hmm. in June. So. Another <laughs> example of the shady management <laughs> and this way that John Elway no. wants to obfuscate the truth no, about his, his franchise. It is, it's actually funny how we you know found about these things in the reverse numbers. order <laughs> when they occurred. I think that's the only funny thing about it is well, that it's like happened is, as a, as soon as, I heard that supposedly it was like marijuana and supposedly Molly, whatever. And by the way, okay, I, I read some of that. Now, they say this was a uh, uh, marijuana, uh, uh, marijuana cigarettes and Molly. <laughs> Molly, if you didn't know, is a, uh, is MDMA, which is a key ingredient in ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> which is a psycho hallucinogenic drug club drug. It's just unacceptable. First of all, it's not like a test report comes back and says marijuana and Molly. Molly. Like Molly is like the street name for this stuff. And and how are you going to differentiate between him popping an ecstasy pill and or like snorting or whatever? You know, dipping his finger in the bag of crystal Molly or whatever. So who ran the drug test? Was it Trinidad James and was it a super Molly? For all my hip hop fans out there. Exactly. I'm laughing because I don't, I don't know, know why that's. I that's have no idea. But... <laughs> so Ross, the big question though is: Are you going to break and destroy your Von Miller glasses? I believe those are from his. First glasses. of all, <laughs> almost messed that word. Uh, <laughs> these glasses are right, not I'll Von Miller out, style glasses. They say Von Miller collection on the side. They well, yeah, well, okay. So, or? do you think Ralph Lauren wears every single pair of like Ralph Lauren polo glasses? I would no. say, yeah. These are the Von Miller Caucasian edition. So thicker frames. So yeah, more condescending look. <laughs> more bitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's Angry. like I'm a hipster, but I but I can't dance. Yeah, that's and true. I poo poo dancing is is what the man wants you to do. That yeah. type of thing. No, seen it all. <laughs> seen it all. No, these aren't Von Miller frames. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, well, the thing I thought when I first saw that this story came out is there's TMZ had footage of Kenneth Freed and Von Miller at like the Lure Club. I think that's in the Playboy Mansion or something. I may be wrong on my the Lure. Actually. Yeah, it's like a it's like a big time fishing club. <laughs> The lure, come on down. But I, but that's what popped in my head was was this where he got busted as being like at the Playboy Mansion because that seems like a pretty good place to uh, you know 
get a little messed get up. Get a little Molly Sims in your nose if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know? So I was like, but so now Jeff's said, saying that this I'll happened. I'll explain it to you later, Jeff. But now Jeff's <laughs> saying this happened back in June or something. So I mean, oh, where was he then? No, it was before. They were saying it was before. Like they learned it before the Hecker. I want to know what you uh, mean. So, like, so is he yeah, like the sports column then? Popping Molly in the sports column? Shit, as far as I've understood. Yeah, they no, I, said I, shit about the, what's happening. The man who, who, who's been breaking this, Vic Lombardi, was actually, Vic Lombardi had this information he said for a long time and he just sat on it and then he finally got to the point where he wasn't getting information, he wasn't getting information, so we had to put it out there. And. By the way, uh, I saw Vic kind of talking about this on, Twitter and he was saying, you know, I wanted to confirm it with Von Miller's side, either his agent or the player or whatever. You don't need to do that. No. You, you need two sources, typically. You have two independent sources or whatever. You gotta have the one guy and you gotta have the other guy. Well, you want to get I, a guy and then you I need love, another guy. Yeah. I love Vic, but he was likely looking out for Vaughn. Well, I don't know. Ow. I don't Who think cares? So. I don't, I don't I think really give a like shit that. about that. The, the question I want to know is this, does this even matter? And, I don't think so. And it's a four-game suspension. Von Miller was one of our and, – and I said in years what? past, best player on the team, best player in the NFL. As MVP far as candidate is what talent. you were rallying yeah. last year. Absolutely. Plus the glasses with the name on the side. Now, a defensive but, but, player in an offensive league can't be the MVP, <laughs> Ross, by the way. Well, uh, he can be the MVP if the team requires him to win games. And the success of that team hinges upon his presence and performance. Which it doesn't. And what I'm saying is now that doesn't, it doesn't matter as much. We need him. The Broncos need him to win a Super Bowl without question. Well, the Bron- the Bron- but to miss a quarter of the season, I don't think it's going to affect him that much. The first four games of the season, and, and we've witnessed this as, as Denver Broncos fans for a long time, even the worst team with a good system and the fresh legs can win the first four games of the season. It, what's, what's, it's what happens later in the season. So I, well, the only thing I'm worried about is if, if, as if Von Miller, as Von Miller has said that they're going to appeal this and, and justice will come out and the yeah, truth he, will be told. He, he did tweet out that he's done nothing wrong. So yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Of course he was in a, you know, an ecstasy euphoria as he was tweeting that out. <laughs> he's like, I need a glass of orange juice and a dance floor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been, like, I've been feeling up on the limo driver. Getting a massage, man. <laughs> but, uh, but, but like what I'm worried about is if he, if he, uh, appeals this and then it delays the suspension. Does that four game suspension instead of games one through four become four through eight or eight through 12 or whatever that is? That's what I'm worried about. And I don't think it should be wrapped up by even the preseason. I'm guessing this suspension will be upheld, but at any rate, it doesn't matter. And then, and then another way to look at it is, hey, Von Miller comes in your fifth game of the season with fresh legs and he's fired up and he's ready to play. And Von Miller, when he's fresh and he's, he can be the best player in the NFL. It's going to re-motivate well, him, no question. Yeah, I, I, I don't think this is going to be as big a deal as people make it. It's, it's well, the not, thing it's is, what they're talking about is it's coming on the string of. Oh, Bronco oh yeah. Well, haven't they also yeah. said that you need like, isn't it three strikes till you get a suspension? This is his third. Yeah. It's so, no, no, it's three strikes for a year, a counter year suspension. It's two strikes if it's non-performance enhancing. Then it's two strikes 
then double secret probation, and then two and a half strikes, and then you get a four. So is this, is this? It's all very clear, Nate. Okay. I don't understand why you don't understand this. <laughs> the first one is nothing; it's a warning. The second one, you go into an intervention program. Then your second and a half, if it's non-performance enhancing, then you could potentially get a four-game suspension. But if you get to level three of triple secret super probation and and, and pro, you know, then you can get suspended for a calendar year. So then you say that you don't get it. You say this isn't a big deal, but if he has a pattern of not being able to not use drugs when i think chad brown was tweeting out that he's like they basically he's like in the cba they give you the dates of when you're going to be tested and where and how and everything like if you can't lay off the stuff for these x amount of dates like what are you doing why are you not thinking don't want to cross chad beasy first of all yeah that's a good point why 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 is why isn't he not being smarter about his job well (laughs) there's some people that like don't have a concept of other people? No, of themselves. Well, has he thought it's, that, it's a lack of self-awareness. It's not other people. It's lack of self-awareness. Does he think that he's so big that there's no way the Broncos will suspend me? I'm Vaughn Miller. I'm the guy that Ross Martin says should won MVP I doubt, last I doubt year. that even enters his mind. It's a total How lack. dare you? I, don't, I doubt I, it's a total lack of self-awareness. I mean, it's a colossally, if he did it, and I mean, he's, you know, as we said, he's, he's proclaimed his innocence. Um, so we should say allegedly. Somebody else may have peed in his cup. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> like Andy Dick. <laughs> Why did Andy Dick pee in my cup? I'm hanging, my life is hanging by a thread. <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but I like it. Andy Dick, he's a, I know a famous who he actor who's had yes. a lot of long history of drug problems. I know, yeah, I know that part. I thought you were referencing a certain quote from some type of show. Why did that movie? guy from Glee pee in my cup? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is that, is that better? Yeah. More comfortable with that? No. I like the Andy Dick. I just thought you were referencing a certain movie or something, and I was like, hey, maybe I should watch this thing if it's any good. You know, Always on the lookout for movie suggestions. Except Why for did Daryl Strawberry pee in my cup? <laughs> there we go. That's Why did Doc Gunn and Daryl Strawberry pee in my cup? That's, that's, a, that's a nice current reference. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I don't believe it ever entered his mind. I think he would just did it. And a lot of these guys are living in the moment, and it just happens. And, you know, a lot of, uh, who was saying this, oh, I forget who it was, was saying that, you know, a lot of them live in pain. Cause, you know, you're a football player, you live in pain. So a lot of, a lot of times marijuana is adjusted around when they test, you know, so they can, like, get high and, you know, relieve themselves of the pain. The that, Molly that, is that, harder. But by the way, that's bullshit because you can get caught with all the oxycodone and Percocet and Vicodin in your system that you want. Help, yeah, they'll you can, give it to you at the same time to take your piece well, yeah, but from the NFL. Matter. So it's not about living in pain. Well, you don't want to it's destroy about li- it's about Yeah, but you don't want to destroy your, life your liver. Just, mm-ch, mm-ch. Yeah, you don't well, want to Yeah, but I mean, there's, like, there's hey, that good these, side effect, but you don't want to destroy your liver. Well, yeah, read books like Chris Herron's uh, Hoops Junkie, and you can read – there's uh, Grant Winstrom. Ah, maybe that's the wrong guy. Another NFL player, they took opiates and then they got addicted to heroin off of that because, I mean, opiates are terrible. You shouldn't be taking opiates. But you can take them yeah, legitimately. You can, you can which like, is who needs horrific heroin? for your body. Who needs heroin when you get the Oxycontin? Uh, yeah. Hillbilly Pharmaceutical heroin. grade primo shit. Isn't man. that how uh, Rush Limbaugh <laughs> lost his hearing, I believe? He's probably like 90 Vicodins here. a day, that guy. Huh? <laughs> but no, Von Miller, one, you're dumb. You know, for getting caught with this. Two, I get it. I don't know if you guys have ever done ecstasy, but it's awesome. <laughs> Three. <laughs> this guy just wants to have a good time, man. How old is he? Like 24? 20, yeah, early 25. He's partying, maybe. man. Yeah. When you're at Sweet 200 and somebody <laughs> offers you something, you take it. You don't ask questions. Yeah, you know, with Jake Plummer just partying up there at the 
Sweet 200. You're all up at vinyls and you're having a good time. <laughs> vinyls? <laughs> vinyls still around? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, like I always said, stick to the classy joints. The only place that have either the name Hollywood or Legend in the title of the club or both. Or and both. that's when you're not going to get in trouble. The only yeah. place I went to that to dance was polyesters. Ah, polyesters. Three dance floors? Yep, three dance floors. Three different, uh, you and I were talking about this a weeks ago. Yeah, so, but, you know, that has nothing to do with anything, but. I just wanted to mention polyesters. Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> on that bombshell, no one's surprised. Jeff parties at a place called polyesters. <laughs> no one's surprised, <laughs> which is no longer in existence, unfortunately. Yeah. So Broncos still on Super Bowl path. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's been a lot of bad news, one after another after another. It's you know, uh, you'd look at uh, Doomerville, that whole bullshit thing that happened. That was a big time hit on the Broncos, but still, the Broncos have improved. They've added veterans. They cut uh, Joe Mays today. They cut I Joe Mays. Which is fine. It's knife. like, who cares, right? Von Miller, he'll be back maybe week five. Maybe he gets this appeal followed through. This is standard operating procedure. Uh, the only pe- person that really cares is the guy who's prepared for this by reinforcing a team to create a well-balanced organization. That's John Elway, that's John Fox, and it's Peyton Manning. These guys are the pantheon, the triumvirate of guys that are running this organization. I say, no big deal, this team. The only player that, that if he goes down or goes away, that go. ruins this team is Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning, I'm guessing, not popping Super is Molly. not going to be taking MDMA. <laughs> or he's probably not even going to get a credit card at he's the bank MBNA. Because you never it's, know. Maybe. It's too close. <laughs> it's too close to MDMA. He's that, maybe, he's that careful. Maybe he and Stokely are down there <laughs> in Castle Rock popping Molly. <laughs> Hey, it's Wes Welker now, Jeff. Come on. <laughs> Peyton's moved on, so should you. Uh, but, but Stokely still lives down there. Maybe, you know, he's like, come on, buddy. You think you Peyton's remember, still inviting him over to barbecues? Remember, 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 when no. we, remember when we used to, uh, you know, uh, feel up on each other? I have no idea. Peyton's just like, man, I never, I can't believe I did that. You know, I saw his glasses. I thought, this guy's a pretty smart guy. Can't believe he did that. I know he doesn't have a part, but man. Got our idiot linebacker getting all mollied up. Getting all mollied up. <laughs> Oh, uh, are those the headlines, Ross? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, that's the headlines, everybody. Yeah. Let's take a short one. We'll come back with things Jeff believes to be true. Welcome back to the show. You know, we spoke at the top of the hour briefly about the Amazon Prime subscription that you can get a free trial for. And the reason why we brought that up is because Amazon is such a great place to do shopping. We have had a lot of people helping us out by going to ColoradoSportsGuys.com and clicking the Amazon banner at the top of the page. So I'm going to read some of the items that people have been buying from us. Cue the music. Computer may or may not be a little frozen. (laughs) Computer froze up. No big deal. Um, but but seriously, folks, if you are thinking about maybe taking the plunge and maybe buying some things online, I know you're worried about security, but hey, 2013, they've kind of got that wrapped up. Go to Amazon.com. Some of the things that people have been helping us out with here, um, let me just read some of the lists. In the automotive section, for instance, CRC SL2552 Hydraulic and Jack Oil. 32 fluid ounces. 
That sounds pretty good. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? Going down to, like, some weird auto parts store and talking to those scumbags? Yeah. Order it online. Get it delivered to your door. You don't want to go down there. Uh, when, you're, when you got a tractor pull coming up, you don't want to mess around. <laughs> right. How about a Fram Extra Guard Panel Air Filter, uh, SKU CA10228? Huh? Sounds like somebody cares about their vehicle right there, Ross. Here's one. Here's this one is <laughs> it does. Here's a serious one. Power built heavy duty eight ton bottle jack. I mean, this is you know, for the mechanic on the go, this is what you want. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds awesome. There's a whole section here called baby. Hey, Arm and hammer should require a lot Arm of money. Hammer secure comfort potty seat. Comma. Colors may vary. Hey, wanna have a kid or ten? You know, maybe J.J. Reddick would have bought this before he got that abortion contract with that one whore. There you go. Mommy's helper contoured cushy step up. I don't even want to know what that is. <laughs> Munchkin 5C squirts. What is this weird stuff? Uh, sounds like your kid Let's... probably has a problem in the bathroom. <laughs> Computers. How about a ViewSonic uh, VX2250WM LED 22-inch widescreen full HD 1080p LED monitor with integrated stereo speakers? Sounds like somebody wants to watch some Ooh. movies and cares about their eyeballs, Ross. My yeah. goodness. That's, some um, that's a high-dollar item. Right? That's what we like to see, monitors, all that stuff. Here's something from health and personal care. Don't forget to give yourself a little treat, right? How about some Gillette Fusion 12 cartridges? If you don't have a clean shave, you're not going to get anywhere with the ladies or the gentlemen. Yeah, and just so you know, by buying Gillette Fusion 12 cartridges, you are supporting the Patriots in no way at all. This does not support Patriots or Tom Brady at all. Okay? It just supports this podcast. I believe those are orange and blue razors, so you want to buy as many of those as you can. Absolutely. Uh, home and garden. How about B with three E's, free natural wasp deterrent? Sounds to me like you know somebody what? cares about their home, Ross. Their kids, you have, you know, it's the summertime, right? And it's been hot as hell out in Denver. And you know what? You want to enjoy some time on that back patio? You might have some wasps or some unpleasant visitors like that. Go to Amazon.com, buy some of that. How about this? This is a weird one. Rescue yellow jacket four week attractant. I don't know why you'd want to. Whenever you want to make your own honey, I don't know you why want you to want to attract yellow the yellow jackets. <laughs> Unless maybe you bring in the yellow jackets to kill the wasps and the hornets. Do yellow jackets make honey? Because I think somebody's got a sweet tooth, Ross. (laughs) I don't know that yellow jackets make honey. Maybe it's... uh, I think that's strictly for the bees. Maybe it's Yogi and Boo Boo. How about uh, Sashko Through the Roof Culking Sealant, one quart cartridge clear. Uh, Sounds like somebody cares about the upstairs, Ross. (laughs) Everyone wants hot caulk. No rain getting in that guy's house, I'll yep. tell you that much. Probably has some sort of skylight in a really expensive home. Uh, tools and hardware. Adjust a gate. Three rail contractor quality gate kit. 36 like... inch to 60 inch by 60 inch height. I don't know what that is, but it sounds manly. And that doesn't surprise me because we have some of the manliest listeners out there. Sounds Even like the... somebody wants to keep their nosy neighbors out of their backyard, Ross. <laughs> Even though this is a fabulous podcast. Yes. You guys get the point. Yes. The point is that there is a wide spectrum and a plethora of items you can get on Amazon.com to save yourself some time. And uh, so go do that. Go to ColoradoSportsGuys.com. Click that banner at the top of the page before each time you do your normal shopping. And if you're new to Amazon 
uh, why don't you go ahead and click that free trial banner as well to get yourself hooked up with the Amazon Prime free trial. With Amazon Prime, you get free two-day shipping on millions of items, unlimited instant streaming of 41,000 movies and TV episodes, and over 350,000 Kindle titles to borrow for free. We love you. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Is that music fixed yet? And now, things Jeff believes to be true. is like what did you get this right from wilson chandler's spotify playlist <laughs> right on it eric green's actually awesome. eric green's. um all right guys well there must be some misunderstanding there must be some misunderstanding when it comes to our sad sack colorado rockies hmm. you know as of last night they uh managed to give up Three runs to a team that hadn't scored a run in 28 innings before entering the game. So, yeah, there's nothing. Well, geez, that must be like at least one full game. <laughs> Unless at it was least. like a really long game. <laughs> and so you're thinking, okay, yeah, scored Sounds a run. like somebody cares about the safety of their children. <laughs> Someone. Someone does. And, but that's not quite as disturbing as our, you know, good old owner of the Colorado Rockies. Dick Monfort. Dick Monfort of the Monfort Meat Company. And he Slow was... Slow down, you're getting me all hot. <laughs> Somebody's using italics in the voice. <laughs> and that... And, and Dick had a interesting comment this last week. Uh, I am reading from Patrick Saunders' article about Dick Monfort saying that the Rockies will not... Are you doing headlines of that? No, no, no. I'm actually reading from the article. Interesting. Uh, reading, it's, uh, it basically talking about Dick Montfort saying they won't trade Michael Kadire, the utility, um, outfielder slash first baseman. Slash all-star. Slash all-star. Good, great guy, great batter. I mean, playing far better than Mr. Igloo Cup, Todd Helton. Todd Helton is 60. <laughs> I feel you up. Proceed to party. What 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 is disturbing is uh, is this little passage in this article. Uh, after talking about Kadire, uh, it says Monfort also reiterated something he wrote in an email to season ticket holders. Uh oh, that is that the Rockies, while searching for the back of the rotation starter and perhaps a reliever, are not going to give up prospects for a quote unquote rental pitcher such as the Cubs Matt Garza. Now Whoa. Matt Matt Garza was already traded to the Texas Rangers for a haul. And what what is disturbing about this is not necessarily that the Rockies will not trade any prospects for Matt Garza or any other pitcher out there that is you know available. It's the fact that the he comes out with such a defeatist we can't do that kind of tone. I mean, I can't even, I can't even with, you know, with the much line Josh Cronkey, so, you know, he said 
they want to win banners. That's fantastic, you know. At least he's telling the public what they want to hear. And then his dad was like, Josh, banners, did you know you only get those when you win championships? Yes. And he's like, ah, oh, crap. Oh, crap. I wanted to win profit, profitable basketball team of the year. Um, dad, dad, <laughs> put mom on the phone. <laughs> So in the in the mom, I want to win banners. In the in in this town, there is only one team that gets away with crap like that, and it's the Rockies. And it, it will always perplex me how this has gone on for so long. Is it because people are not passionate about baseball? Oh, but do you know what, Jeff? I understand what you're saying, but but baseball. I don't know if Patty Bobatty Saunders uh, was very fair in his explanation of this email to season ticket holders because if you had read the whole email like I did, at the end it said you can get, as a season ticket holder, 15 tickets for the price of one. <laughs> that is not fair. For that any is- game you want except for the Cubs, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Cardinals, and other uh, fan bases that Pirates are supposedly Marlins. better. Pirates, Marlins, Padres, Dodgers. There's a Brewers game coming we, up that does qualify. We have in this town subjected, not, not, not subjected, but it's not the right word, but I mean we have we have been exposed to since about the year 2000, Charlie and Dick Monfort. In the year 2000. Who, who have been terrified of spending or trading for uh, taking risks on players since the Mike Hampton, Denny Nagel contracts in the early 2000s. And they've been allowed to have the same mantra and line over and over and over again. And no other sports team in this town gets away with that crap. Except for the Nuggets. Well, they don't come out and say that, though. <laughs> Nuggets have still taken their chances and swung and missed on guys. Yeah, Iguodala, the most recent. I'm with you, but but it's it's the, the frustrating thing is it's, it's this happens over and over and over again, and then we just sit here like, oh well, you they must be right, you know, Dick Monfort, whose knowledge of baseball exists only from Dan O'Dowd. But didn't he mention Coors Field? <laughs> Such a nice place. Yes. It's a good place to it's watch a nice a place. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just so goddamn nice there, you know? Would you guys. I would keep going. I don't care. They should have fireworks after they bring, every home game. They should my, bring back spillboards. My question to you guys and to our people who follow us and who respond to us on Twitter or email or uh, send texts into the. Uh, to the uh, phone line. 720-722-1274. What's that number again? 720-722-1274. What are your thoughts on, on, what are your thoughts on this? Are you at to the point now where you're at the breaking point with a team that is actually close to contending for the division lead, of course, albeit a terrible division, but, you know, still for contending for a playoff spot, has such a defeatist attitude. How does this sit with you? The trade deadline is always kind of like, it's the life preserver, right? Like your team is starting to drown a little bit and the trade deadline is, if you make a move, you're throwing a life preserver and hoping that the team will grab it and then rise again, you know, and hopefully that they'll make a push towards it. And if you don't make a deal in baseball, it seems like you're not throwing them that life preserver and you're just going to watch the team sink. And it happens almost every year, but here's the crazy. thing. This, this came up with the Nuggets this season as well as that trade, trade deadline came and went. And it's the same exact, same thing. It's the same exact rut that fans of a team get into. When they expect this sort of, how did you put it, life preserver, this deus ex machina uh, comes in, the hand of God comes in and saves your franchise and and makes them somehow compatible 
in in the in the competition for that season's championship. And Brett the bottom line is Brett <laughs> The bottom line is the the Rockies aren't one or two guys away from being more competitive. The same way the Nuggets weren't one or two guys away right. from you know making a longer or a, a deeper uh, uh, going farther in the playoffs. Debatable. It's it's, <laughs> it's all it's all bullshit. Uh, you know, drinking the Kool Aid thing. Like you have to have a team that is like the Broncos right now. It's July. And for the past several months, and in past, in fact, the past year, it has been like this team is building the foundation to go in and compete for a championship. You can't come in halfway through the season and turn a bad or mediocre team to a championship team. It has to be a part of the DNA of the franchise. Rockies don't have it. Nuggets don't have it yet. Um, Avalanche, I don't know anything about them, but they probably don't have it. <laughs> they haven't, they haven't been you know in a position I mean? for a long time. But, but the point is, yeah, but the point is, it's like, there's no, there's no, uh, changes that happen in the middle of the race that are going to change the fortunes of any of these teams. And so the question is, do we accept it or do we turn our back on it? I don't know. I mean, that's what we deal with. That's what our team is. That is what the Rockies are. The Colorado Rockies are not a championship organization. They're a mediocre at best franchise. There is no hopes for them winning a World Series ever in the near future or distant future. It's never going to happen as far as things go now. It's, that's it, the way it is. You know, and, and you're, Ross, you're right. It just, it does have that trajectory. It, it has the, it has the stink of mediocrity and they've had it on them for years. And it, it, you just don't, I mean, that comes from the top down. When you have a mediocre ass organization, it is usually coming from the owners. You know, when the Nuggets in the 90s were terrible, it's because they had terrible owners. It's a reflection of who owns your team. Even with the Rockies too, like they've never had that season where they've been dominant from start to finish. Like even in Rocktober, in those good years, they were having to win 20 games in a row just to make the playoffs. Yep. So it's like we haven't seen the Rockies ever be a team that goes into, I guess maybe a season or two after Rocktober when they had expectations of going to the World Series and then fell completely flat on their face, but. Yeah. So here's the question then. From a sta- fan standpoint, is it more fun to have these lofty expectations year in and year out? Or is it more fun to have a band of merry misfits? <laughs> Ragtag. Right? Yeah. And get to that, get to the World Series. I mean, was that not the, one of the most fun experiences of your lives oh, when amazing. you guys watched the Rockies go to the World Series? And it had it nothing amazing to do with ownership, right? Right. And, and it was, that was a purely manager and players situation. Well, I was talking exactly, and, and this was a, a phenomenal feat, right? I mean, this was great, and it was so much more fun even than what I'm experiencing now as a Bronco fan, frankly. Because I'm sitting here, and I'm with, like, all I have in my heart for the Broncos coming up is worry and angst that they're not going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> all they can do and now anything is anything less, right? yeah. And it's like, I don't even know why I'm discussing the regular season with my friends about this stuff. It's like if they don't win every single game, there's not a single game on the on the the schedule where you're going to be like, "Oh, that was awesome, we won." You're either walking out of that stadium pissed off or you're like, "Yep, we should have won that Took game and we did." I um, And so I it's like almost like a it's almost like a business-like yeah. way of looking at sports as opposed to like, I don't give a shit what happens. I was talking to my friend, I was like, "One day, you know, come October of 2013, I'm going to be reminiscing on the Kyle Orton years where I could just go to the game and get drunk and have a great time <laughs> as opposed to having this worry and this what? weight of this, you know, on my shoulders." So, like that's the question though. You know, you ask Rockies, are we 
doomed to have this franchise year in and year out. And, but what does that mean? Isn't that okay? Isn't it okay to have okay. that team that, you know, the Cleveland Indians of major league? Well, remember, be out there with your Tom Tom drums. Racist name, by the way. I just want to say I don't approve of that, but anyway, go ahead. Like nice addendum. Um, <laughs> what, what I, I love the front running. I love it. That means you have, everyone is all in. Okay. That, that kind of thing is great to experience. The 98 Broncos, everyone was all in with the Broncos because they knew they had a special team. And that entire year was amazing because everyone was like, we have a kick-ass team and we know it. And the Avalanche were that way for a number of years. I mean, it was... I don't know anything about that. Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, basically from 96 until, what, 2002 almost, you expected the Avalanche to play very well coming into the season. You expected yeah. Stanley Cups. I mean, because you had Forsberg, Sackick, Waugh, Ray Bork at a time, Rob Blake, Adam Foote. You had all these guys. I mean, then the Broncos, same way. Like, we've seen that out of two franchises, Nuggets... Haven't ever really had that. No, they haven't. And yeah. when you're talking about the years where we the were really down really on the Broncos, it. it was like a 500 year where they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And that comes from, <laughs> which I is, will say that about Pat Bowen. He has, he sets the tone at the top and which is refreshing. And, but is it, that the truth though? Well, I don't know. Does it, is it I not the, the fans and the money going into that organization? I mean, again, you come back to the fans, keep showing up to Colorado Rockies. Well, yeah. The bottom line is, it's a fact, or it seems evident, people here don't really care about whether or not the Rockies are playing in October or not. But is that going to, I mean, if, if if the Rockies drew 500 people to a game, is that going to change Dick Momfort and the ownership's way they do business? Probably would. You think? That they would be like, hey, we need to suddenly spend $200 million on a roster to get fans back Well, you here. don't, you know, listen, you don't have to spend $200 million on a roster to show fans you care. You know, you just have to take a risk. You just have to not get rid of Todd Helton. Just keep him forever. <laughs> keep Todd Helton. Why are you guys pissed? We got Dante Bichette on the team. <laughs> and you know, this year they be, they've seen some, some things in, within the Rockies that are, are good. They're certainly better than they were last year when they were dreadful. But, you know, what are you going to do? That's kind of my position. Go out and compete. Don't be the absolute toilet of the league. The Royals, but this is expected. They started on the Royals. Expect that they do anything better. And, and by the way, <laughs> oh, here we go again. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> We're talking about the Royals. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see the Rockies, you know, have some expectations of the offseason at some point. It would like. It would be nice to see the ownership get behind the team right now that looks to be. Maybe they can make a run, and it's like, yeah, if you make a move, that shows fans that you believe in the product you've put on the field, right? If you don't make a move, it kind of says, well, you know, we probably knew we weren't going to win anyway. So it's like, yeah, show a little sign of faith, right? Huh? Take a risk. Just all I ask is, like, take take a leap and show some faith to the fans, you know? The, the Rockies only did it once, and that was 95 when they got brought, as we were taught, discussing, Brett Saberhagen in, who won one game. That entire time he was on the way, he won one game, but it was like it energized the entire team, and they got to the playoffs that year, and they played the Braves. And when the, did they bring Walker. Larry Walker in? Was that a round the deadline or that, a no? They brought deal? him before before the season. Before? It was uh, yeah, they brought him in to be a trade. They I brought was, him in before the NBA trade deadline. But I was that's, yeah, 
I always <laughs> laughed at that. To the <laughs> NBA trade line. When they brought in Larry Walker, I was always kind of disappointed they didn't bring in Delino DeShields because I used to get his cards and packs all the time. And Delino I was like, he's... Delino DeShields? I was like, I think Delino DeShields is the good player there. And yeah. we're getting this Larry Walker clown. Who's this guy? Delino Delino DeShields. Man. <laughs> Don't get Nate started on Delino DeShields. <laughs> you know what? I'm, you brought him up, and I'm like... Oh geez, that that we got to save that for a whole other podcast because yeah. I can go on and on about him as well. I think there was a rumor that the that the Rockies could have included uh, Pedro Martinez in a trade with Larry Walker, but they failed to do so. I could be wrong on that. Could really, be wrong. Well, that'd be interesting. Sounds right yeah, to me. Something. That's uh, but you know that was at the time. Well, man, Larry Walker came in, probably still in my mind the best player who ever played in the Rockies. And, he was good. And the best, most talented, naturally talented. And that, you know, Carlos Gonzalez is almost there, but. But that was like the organization saying, hey, fans, you've come to the ballpark. You know, there was 80,000 of you in the opening day. And here you go. Here's your reward. Now it's kind of like, eh, we're just content to make money and just not feel the mediocre team. You know? All right. You got this one, boys. <laughs> it was a good one, Jeff. Fuck them on first. It, it, it derailed oh. when we brought up it the, is nice to have the Kansas a City Royals. It's it what nice happened. to have a villain like uh You have to have Dick a villain Monfer, in town, right? though, right? Yeah. Like somebody's got to do it. Well, let's, uh, let's take a short one, come back, and we'll wrap this bad boy up. So what are we doing out on these podcasts? Do they just trail off like now this? We, <laughs> now turn to something interesting. Shut up, Les. <laughs> More with Les. More with Les. So what do we got, guys? That was a, that was a nice well, how little, was, uh, I, I have something to say. Um, the Denver uh, Stiffs specials, Jeff, I think this is you know your thing doing here, the, the 20th anniversary oh, yeah. Yeah, of the... the uh, the uh, golden year of the Nuggets, 1994. Really impressed, by the way. Really impressed. That first article, is there's been one, right? Yeah, one so far. It was, it <laughs> was came out yesterday. Did I miss some others? <laughs> uh, great headline. Oh, thank you. Did, did the gonna, part one part get, give it away? I'm going to get around to the uh, actual article later, but so far, so good. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> but I did, uh, I did like, it, it, you know, reading, like reading some of that stuff and, and uh, like just like reliving the Chris Jackson to the Mahmoud Abdul Rauf transition, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, looking at Rodney Rogers, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's heartbreaking to think that Rodney Rogers is completely paralyzed. That now. article that, led uh, me to a six-minute YouTube uh, video about his story with Chris Webber. Chris Webber. That was a great uh, interview we did with him. Though. Man, that, really like, that is just heartbreaking, right? And then, and then uh, you know, back to Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, right? Uh, I got on one of those YouTube, um, you know, internet, you know, downward spirals today. Yeah. I was watching video after video. Last thing you saw was two high school kids fighting. <laughs> like, I gotta turn this off. Yeah, there was like somebody named Honey Boo Boo or something. I don't know. But no, uh, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, right? And, uh, you know, he was this like, uh, supreme talent. Yeah. Like just, uh, you know, that guy, as far as playing basketball, like there was nobody, like he could have been one of the greatest players of all time, oh, but he man. was messed up in the head. And, yeah. and I kept trying to find some sort of like official reference to him having Tourette syndrome, 
which I could not find anywhere, like even in his Wikipedia page. Really? And I wonder if he's just a spaz or something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> definitely had Tourette's. He yeah. definitely had something going on, it was right? Tourette's. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, and and I and I ended up watching a, a video where I didn't watch the whole thing. It was like an hour long, but it was him like speaking at some mosque in in Louisiana. Uh, recently, you know, he has the gray and his goatee now. Yeah, I saw and by that, the way, yeah. he looks exactly the same Still as he plays. did then, yeah. Yeah. except he just had gray. He's like his forty-four now. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, in ninety-one, he was, you know, yeah, whatever. third overall pick. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you know, you talk about the quick release the guy had. That was just one element of his game. The dude had handles. The guy could jump. He was just a great, talented athlete. And he ta- and he was talking about how he grew up without a father. He didn't even know who his father was. All he knew was that his father was white. Yep. That was it. All of his brothers knew and his sisters knew who his father was, but he was the only one who didn't know who his father was. All he knew that his he was half white. And I found that to be interesting that that would he would then like kind of convert over to the Muslim faith almost out of spite because of that. And I thought it was really interesting. You think it's, that had something to do with it? Well, without question, it had something to do with it. He explained it in the speech okay. he gave, you know. Um, and I was going to say, how did you draw that conclusion? <laughs> it makes sense. Well, Ross, the psychologist, right? <laughs> but like, but like, you know, you, you talk about him, like that. That release was quickest not just, release I have ever seen. It, it, ever. I mean, it is perfect. I still remember just him? The purest shot. Oh man! I mean that that I always reference it that seventy two and ten Bulls team when it was Michael Jordan dueling and Rauf and it was like you know toe to toe. Rauf had like shot fifty shot. points in, in one of those games against the Bulls. I mean, I don't know if it was that one, but it was it, he. He a, was an explosive. He score. didn't. He didn't get that way. I remember his first two years, he was really struggled. Yeah, and it's because he was out of shape. He was completely out of shape. He got He's into eating all shape. that bacon and shit. Yeah. And he switched over. And he and he trimmed <laughs> up. No he, more bacon. He lost all that all the weight. Bacon and booze. <laughs> and he was the best free throw shooter I've ever seen. Well, there's yeah. I was going to well, say something about he missed the record by one free throw. Calvin Murphy. Yeah, yeah by one free throw, he missed the all time record. So jeez, I remember um, that. I, I like that article too because it kind of lays out. You know, like Jeff gets into. I mean, you see that Chris Jackson's there, and then it's Mutombo, and then it's Ellis. Mutombo, Mutombo, yeah. We want to sack Mutombo. But you have, I mean, you have Chris Jackson who's trying to come into his own. Yeah, Best impression ever. That's really good. You have your anchor in Dikemi Mutombo who, I don't know if they realize they're going to anchor around him. Probably. And then they add Lafonso Ellis, Bryant Stith, and it's like, wow, there's four of the five starters. And then they add, you know, Rodney Rogers and Brian Williams, and then Reggie Williams gets added along the way. And I got to tell you. Funny to see how they all came together. It's amazing to see what Brian Williams added to that team. He was a beast. And then Brian that, Williams was a beast. And then the article also got me to mentally unstable guys that they have on that team. A lot, <laughs> yeah, everybody. <laughs> but then that also led me to reading that old story about Brian Williams or Bison Daly going out on the boat with his brother. I thought it was just the two of them. I didn't realize there was a captain, another woman, and somebody else. Like his brother killed three people. Sunk them into the ocean, came back, tried to use Bison Dele's gold identity to buy, gold. yeah, like $150,000 worth of gold. I've it's watched like, like four <laughs> different forensic files episodes about that on Discovery or something. Really? Oh, Every time it's, like, it's, it's amazing it's what happened. I mean, to, to, to him and it was just both him and they were both, both involved in trades from the, cl- I mean, uh, the, that's who the, uh, uh, Bickerstaff traded, uh, Williams and, uh, Ronnie Rogers to for the Clippers McDice? for McDice for the second pick in the draft, which was McDice. I didn't realize Brian Williams was in that too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that's that was interesting. They were both involved in in some in trades. I didn't realize, and Ronnie Rogers too. Like he 
bounced around the league. Like he was yes, with the he Clippers, did. the Suns, the uh-huh. Celtics, the Nets, and like tired in two thousand four. I was like, man, he was. I remember him being good, and it's like, why did he never well, did find you, a home? Did, did, Ross, did you watch the video I posted of him doing those uh, nine points in nine seconds? You know, it's funny is I watch that five times a year anyway. Oh, man. just <laughs> because it's so awesome. It, I watched that. Okay, I remember watching it, and I was about to turn off the television, and. They were down eight points to the Jazz, and I'm like, oh, well, they're, they're toast. And then Rogers hits the three, and I'm like, okay, I'll stay. And then Pack steals the ball from, uh, uh, Carl Malone, like, does this horrible pass. And, and Pack steals it, throws it to, to Rogers, and he hits another three. And I'm like, okay, I'm in now. And then that last steal with Pack stole it from, uh, Stockton again. And then they threw it over to Rogers, who hit that corner three. I'm like, I've never seen this before in my life. <laughs> yeah. Ever. It was awesome. Ever. And then they lost the game. <laughs> and then even that's another guy you brought up too is Robert Pack. And, oh, Robert you know, you Pack was huge. The Nuggets basically got him for nothing from yep. Portland. And with Portland, he scored like four points and barely played. And then with the Nuggets, all of a sudden, he burst onto the scene. He was a double-digit scorer. He was came playing a major role. Came in second in the slam dunk contest in 1992. Yeah. Had the amazing dunk on Sean Kemp. Oh, in the playoffs? Oh, yeah. God. It, it's it's amazing, you know. You look back on it, it was like that was one of the most amazing years of basketball, and they only got to the semifinals. But it's the most amazing years of basketball where you got every the entire town went berserk in the playoffs over that team. You got John Elway pumping up the crowd at, uh, during the uh, games yeah. at McNichols. I mean, let's get ready. They to gave the him free drinks though. You know, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that too. Like, uh, like I asked Jeff, I was like, "Hey, Jeff." Uh, when I was looking at the article, I was like, didn't the Nuggets make the Western Conference Finals? He was like, no, it was just the semifinals. I was like, God, it really felt like they made the Western Conference <laughs> well, Finals. Just, yeah, it was so that. huge that, you, and then this the camera just like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> was that long enough? Yeah, <laughs> I was, was about right. <laughs> I was like, Ross just expired. <laughs> time, time to beautiful. <laughs> But it was great. I mean, and it's, it's going to be going on all year and I'm going to bring, bring in guests in here to Colorado Sports Guys for that. It'll be a great year long series. Good, feel good thing. Everyone can relive some memories and stuff like that. Very good. So, well, good job so far. I'm looking forward to the next 40 or so articles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Day two. Day two. Day two. It's like the Ken Burns version of blogging. It's like day two. The Nuggets didn't have a game, but I had a pretty big I, day. I remember I came home John from Elway school. John kicked me in the balls that day. I, I, I walked home from drunk school. Drunk John Elway. And uh, <laughs> fell, in, fell into a drunken stupor at the age of 16. I fell asleep thinking about the Nuggets again. <laughs> what could they have done differently in game 14? Dear Diary, why am I so lonely? <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to wear my Led Zeppelin t-shirt. <laughs> see if I get some action. <laughs> oh, my hair's growing out just long enough now. How true that was. Oh, good deal. Well, oh, another great episode, guys. I feel real good. I feel good about this. I feel good, yeah. All right, well, let's come back and we'll do it all again probably sometime next week. Next week. <laughs> next week. Next week. <laughs>